Welcome to the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. Today, we're doing another player profile, and we're looking at Devin Booker today. So he's a guy I've kind of wanted to do a deep dive on for a little bit, so that would be a, a good place to do it here. Uh, so, you know, just like the last couple episodes, we're going to look at a player three different ways. We're going to look at their box score. We're going to look at their analytics. And then lastly, we're going to look at their tape and then try to get a uh, kind of put all that information together and get a little bit of a scouting report on a player. So Devin Booker, 13th overall pick in 2015. He's going into year eight, been in the league a while, 26 years old, right in the beginning of his prime. Uh, he's 6'5", 205. Uh, guards spent his entire career with the Suns. And, uh, you know, Suns has been pretty good the last couple of years since Chris Paul's come over. So I think he's been in, I think he dated the Kardashian or something. So uh, he's definitely been on people's radar. Uh, let's look at the box score first. So the box score numbers were just overall better before Chris Paul got there. I think that makes sense. Uh, but the efficiency was better. There was more free throws. There was more assists. Obviously, the assist number is going to go down, kind of playing that secondary role. Um, I think that is the sign of a good player, right? Another a ball dominant player can come in and then you can still be a really effective player. I think it's a plus. Uh, the last four years, he's averaging about 27 points a game. So again, it's really good. Uh, about five assists last year. It's his career average. Um, solid number. Had 1.1 steals last season. That was a career high. Never been a big steals guy. That was actually the first time he cracked over a steal a game. So they, they had a pretty good defense last year, the Suns. Blocks and rebounds aren't really a factor for, for Booker. So uh, what we got so far is scores a lot of points. There's some assists there. There's a steal. And then you know, blocks and rebounds, obviously, a 6'5 shooting guard. It's not really going to be his thing. Looking at about six free throw attempts a game, which we talked about that with Cat last episode. That's good. It's just not super elite. Um, he's 87% from the line. That is very, very good. That helped his efficiency a tremendous amount because getting in the line a lot and then obviously like 90% is absurd to shoot at. There's like not that many people in the world that can do that. So 87%. He, he actually has a shot to be, he's only 26 years old. He has a shot to be one of those like historic free throw shooters because that's a skill that continues to get better as you age. Again, gets to the line a good amount, just not in that elite category. Uh, but like all-star cat, like, I don't know if I emphasize that enough in the cat episode, like it's all-star territory at six a game, uh, career high in 30, uh, three point percentage shot 38% from three last year on a career high seven attempts. That was really good to see. He's been a career 36 point uh, shooter, which is like basically league average. So I could, I would talk about like the difficulty adjustment, but we're looking at the box score that that doesn't really have that calculated in. Um, but let's see if that shooting jump sticks from last year. It was good to see him get above that uh, 36 number, got to 38. And then for efficiency, his true shooting plus, uh, which again, it's again, 100 is league average. And then for every number you go up, that is a percentage. So his true shooting plus was 102 last year. So he was 2% better. Um, that's the same as his career. Uh, one of those things where that's good. Um, it's not elite, but it is definitely good. And then on that volume, 27 points a game on positive efficiency is, is a good thing. So the efficiency is okay. Um, that's something that I would, I would like to see a little bit higher. Um, but it, it's, it's tough when you're a player like Devin Booker, where you take a lot of mid rangers, like it's, it's tough to have, if you had the best efficiency and you were taking on mid rangers, you'd just be the best player ever because they're so hard to defend. 
Uh, a one good note in 2020, he did have a, a pretty nuts true shooting. It was 109, 9% better as superstar stuff. So, you know, it's in there. Um, but I would be interested to see where that kind of goes throughout his prime efficiency wise, because the volume's there, but that's going to wrap it up for the box score. That, that was the main takeaway. It's a lot of points, some assists, uh, a steal, which isn't really anything to write home about. And then. Um, free throw rate was good free throw percentage was great and then the three-point stuff is is solid it's pretty good um i'd like to see that a little bit higher and then the efficiency is is just it's okay it's positive but when we're looking at devin booker as being you know people try to give him an mvp vote last year which was crazy um but you know he's in that conversation of the better players in the league so let's look at analytics next um offensive roles he's been a shot creator and a chaser most of his career Shot creator is basically like the superstar role chaser is. You're chasing Steph and Duncan Robinson around a bunch of screens trying to stop three-pointers from going up. Um, I think those are ideal roles for him, so I, I think that makes a lot of sense. But let's look at Booker's career. He's had good growth on offense. It, it, his O-LeBron overall impact steadily improved his first five years. And then it's kind of plateaued as a plus three player. And you might say, I don't know what that raw number means. It's about 13th in the league, similar to guys like Harden and Mitchell last year. Uh, Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz, now on the Cavs. So it is very good, but the, the gold standard is kind of plus four. So... Um, definitely a very good offensive player and has been has been the last few years, but not that super elite kind of game changing offense. Uh, he's improved defensively early in his career. He was like one of the worst defenders in the league. Then he was really bad at defense. And then last year he was just normal bad at defense. So <laughs> that's good. Um, there's improvement, uh, but that's probably the biggest weakness in his game. He had an F and D LeBron the first six years in the league, which just overall defensive impact. It was a D last year. So um, there was noticeable improvement, but the Suns, it's one of those things. The Suns are a good defense. They're well coached. I think that the system he is in, the role he is in is probably trying to maybe hide some of his flaws understanding he's an offensive oriented player but uh he is not a very good defensive player but you know to to see improvement is is good uh it's smart that he's used as a chaser because on ball i think that would be pretty rough uh, but overall you know really strong offensive player the last few years and defensively it's it's always been bad but it's it was less bad last year so i think that's a positive uh, looking at, uh, we're going to go through some stats here, looking at on-ball players uh, with a 1,000 minutes played last year. So on-ball would be guys like, for our offensive role, shot creator, just like superstar, primary ball handler, guards that have ball at secondary ball handler, and then slasher. So he was 50th percentile in finishing among basically guys that have the ball all the time. And that's not great. It was really hurt by his rim shot creation. I think this is his biggest weakness offensively as a player he's not the most athletic guy in the world so he can't get to the rim a lot when he does get to the rim he actually is a good finisher um he's at an a uh, three of the last four years in rim shot making which is like adjusted for difficulty uh but he's never been above a c in creation compared to these on-ball guys so he's average among on-ball guys it was an f last year and that i don't think that's gonna get better like he's he's in his prime now I don't see a lot of it's hard to like have growth there because like a lot of it is like your handle and your athleticism and the athleticism is not really going to change and his handle is already pretty strong. 
Uh, next, we're going to look at mid-game talent. This is something he really excels at. He was 95th percentile last year among those on-ball guys, so I, I'm among the best of the best. If you watched him play, that's a very, very obvious thing. Obviously, the analytics are going to agree with that. He's very good there. He's at an A grade uh, in that every year of his career, which is absurd. Um, for it being probably the most difficult thing in the game to do offensively, uh, to be that consistent at it is is a really, really strong thing. I think that shows his skill as a player. So I like that a lot. That's his biggest strength that when you watch him, it's very apparent he's extremely good at that. Um, Three-point shooting talent, which takes into account your creation, your quality, and uh, your shot making. He's got an A, 87th percentile, so a good three-point shooter. This kind of has the difficulty built into the context because before, if we could go back up to the box score, um, you see 36% for his career, which is like basically league average. And you're like, oh, that kind of leaves something to be desired. But if you look at the analytics, you're like, well, this guy's actually 87th percentile when you take into account the creation and the difficulty. And you're like, that makes sense because he is a good three-point shooter. Um, he's no, he's not Luke Kennard, but he is a good three-point shooter. And it's oftentimes pretty difficult looks, a lot of pull-up looks. Uh, one-on-one talent, he had an A grade, 85th percentile. So a good one-on-one player. There are better in the league, but definitely one of the better ones. Uh, well above average among guys. You know, you know, everything's compared to on-ball guys. The playmaking talent, I think this is this is the thing I want to spend the most time on here because we looked at the assists, five assists, where it doesn't really tell you anything in the box score. Um, he has the ball sometimes. He plays a good amount of minutes. Uh, but let's look at the playmaking stuff among the on-ball players. He had a B grade last year, 68th percentile. So it's above average, but it's nowhere near that elite category. Uh, he had a D in passing volume and efficiency, uh, an A in versatility, and a B in quality. So basically what that means is he's not pass- passing the ball a ton. And I mean, some of that you probably could chalk up to, you know, Chris Paul's there. His job is to pass the ball and and. Booker's job is kind of a secondary scorer with some playmaking. So the volume's low. It's never really been high. Um, it was higher before Chris Paul, but never super high. The efficiency, that's something that I, I really noticed with him. There, there's definitely a fair amount of him throwing the ball away. Uh, the versatility is an A because he has so much scoring gravity that he makes a lot of different passes. And then the quality is a B, which is good. Um, similar to guys like Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, these guys, they're it's kind of one of those things when you score this much, you're going to have a certain amount of gravity and you're going to pull players away from other guys. It's going to make your playmaking easier. I'm going to call him a, like a Booker's a gravity dependent playmaker. I would say Um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the tape, but from an analytics standpoint, it really backs it up where he, he just, I, I don't think this scales when you're not a high volume or a high efficiency guy. I think you want to be the kind of the secondary player that he is on the Suns. Um, it's, it feels right to the eye test. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's Tyler hero kind of comes to mind. He's always my comp for this guy where someone that can score a lot and then everything kind of comes off that playmaking. Uh, but let's kind of leave the analytics. Let's go to the tape. Cause I want to dig into what I saw there. Um, the, the poor passing efficiency is, is frustrating to watch. It's something I've definitely seen. He doesn't make a lot of complex reads. Um, it's a lot of pick and roll Two defenders are trying to corral him, give him a lot of attention. He makes the right pass to the wing. A lot of the time, it's one of those things where 
I think some of the simplification, it's a combination, right? He's not super athletic, so he's not knifing into the defense a lot, causing a ton of collapsing. There's some of that, not a ton of it. And that's going to lead to um, a lot of like kickouts for other players that he might not be getting. Um, I think the other, another thing is he's in a good offense, so things are clear and easy, and he's getting a lot of like, when they do this, you pass the ball, their assists, which... I think it's good when you're executing those over and over and over again and you're leading to a good offensive rating. I think you, you really want that. Um, sometimes I think that might, because he's in less bad situations, he doesn't make as many crazy passes. Um, and then he's a willing passer. Like he he is seems to understand when defenses play certain coverages where the ball needs to go. He delivers it on time pretty accurately and it leads to points, which I, so I, I think it's a, I'm not trying to be, um, all negative right with him i think there's things he does do well but i think there's like pretty clear limitations and i just don't think he has the vision for heavy traffic passing it seems like from what i've seen there's an avoidance to it and then there's also the passing efficiency stuff starts to pop up where there are some some thrown away balls uh another thing on the, the tape that's super super obvious is the clear lack of vertical pop uh for as good of a player as he is it is surprising for how because i mean like near the top of the league the athletes are pretty good and i think he is a good athlete just in other ways good overall quickness moves well um like shifts speeds really well isn't super bursty you know he's not like a zion but super comfortable coming around screens the mid-range game is really good there's a lot of different types of shots he takes in the mid-range some of them are runners some of them are pull-ups some of them are like weird, like dribble handoff things, where he's sort of like in, in between. But I think it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. I think he's pretty good at making them. I feel pretty comfortable. You know, like when you watch someone take a shot, you're like, mm, you're like yes or no, or like maybe not. With him, it's always like, yeah, no, we want those. Yeah, there's there's just kind of a lot I like out of him. Uh, his his handle's better than I thought it was. I didn't realize. Like he basically gets pressured. Like there's zero ball pressure on him because I think he has good quickness and also it's a strong handle and people are just, they're worried about his scoring. One kind of funny thing in some of the, the clips I was watching, he just absolutely destroyed cat, which goes back to what we talked about in the last episode, our last player profile cats, not very good at defense. Uh, Booker took a lot of advantage of that. in some of the clips I saw, that was kind of a funny connection. Uh, one of my favorite things he does is when he drives, he goes really high off class a lot. And I think part of that is because of the, the windows he creates, he is kind of forced to do that. But he's also really good at it. Like it's really strong finishing on on difficult finishes. Uh, in conclusion, I think that one just kind of takeaway in general. I think like the newer generation of players are better at being secondary guys, better at being off ball because they're more comfortable working around screens. They're better shooters, just lots of things like that. I, and also, kind of came to mind, is he like Zach Levine with like without some of the super serum in him? Because I I think they kind of have some some similar skill sets. Uh, as number two guys um, they're both pretty bad defenders <laughs> and they both can score a lot uh, but Zach obviously is a superior athlete and it's kind of an interesting comp it kind of popped into my head while I was watching the tape um, but I think he's probably a B playmaker like I said kind of heavily dependent on his gravity there is definitely playmaking that comes from him but I think if you had him as your as your best player and kind of offensive engine you would run into problems um from a playmaking standpoint i think he's probably an a to maybe a minus score the volumes there the mid-range is really strong um is, is a good three-point shooter and it's what i think again he, he's a pretty good around the rim he's can't get there a lot um 
again, these, these this grade is more, it doesn't have to do with the analytics. It's just kind of like me on my scale, right? If like Steph is an A plus scorer, probably have, if he could just get that efficiency up, if he get it to like 105 in true shooting, maybe like 106 back-to-back seasons above that, I think that would really help cement him uh, in my mind, like maybe another peg up the ladder. Really high skill player. I think he's a top 20 guy in the league. Um, I'll be surprised if he's ever top 10. I just think there's there's limitations to his game. I think he would just have to go kind of KD crazy in the mid-range and just become like a sage shooter there. But I think he slots in well as the second best player on a title team. I think you've seen that with the Suns the last few years. They've, they've gotten close. They've been a pretty productive playoff team and really good in the regular season. So Devin Booker, I think the, the big takeaways are Really good offensive player, not a very good defender, super strong mid-range, and yeah, just a, a, a good offensive player where you probably need some defensive guys around him. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Basketball Index Podcast. My name is Taylor, and we'll see you on the next one.